Amen. Good morning again, everyone. We doing good? Ready to ready to roll? I see a few smiles out there. Some people in the front row ready to be excited for church. Awesome. Um, thanks for being here. If I've not met you, I'm Jeff Kerr. My wife, Christy, and I are the pastors here. We'd love to help you get connected to the church more and let you know uh, other ways that you can serve or find uh, groups to be involved in and get to know some people. It's just a way better way to do church when you're a part of a family rather than just sitting in a seat for an hour on Sunday morning. So I'm glad that you are here. We're going to be continuing a series that we started a couple weeks ago. So this would be week three in a series that we're calling A Relationship with God. And it's, uh, I wanted to do this series just because we've talked, you hear this in church often, or maybe you talk to Christians and they'll say, well, it's not just religion, it's a relationship with God. And we wanted to look at that because some people look at that and think, well, what does that mean? What is a relationship with God? Um, how, do you, how do you have that? So we talked week one about just the nature of God being, even though he's big, powerful creator, he's, he's separate from creation, he's eternal, he's not one of us, he's bigger, higher than us, he is God. We call that transcendent, he is separate from creation. But yet he's also not far away, he is close to us, he's imminent, he is God with us. So the powerful God, the God who created the universe, wants to have a relationship with you, wants it to be more than just sitting in church or thinking you gotta do all the Christian religious things. But he wants a relationship with you, this God that knows you, that made you, that created you, that loves you, wants this relationship. This is not for just the pastors. This is not for like the super Christians, but this is for you. This is why we are here. This is why you were made. And then last week we told the story of Elijah and how he really was just a, a normal guy that learned how to have this relationship with God in a way that he heard God speaking to him and God directed him and God told him to confront the king and then God directed him over here to minister to different people. All the great things that God did through the life of Elijah simply because he had learned to foster that relationship with God and hear the voice of God. And so we kind of left last week with a, with a church cl churchy cliffhanger of, well, how do you do that? How do you hear the voice of God? Maybe some of you are like, I'd love to do that. I don't know. How, how, do how do you do it? What does it sound like? How do I know if it's God? So we're going to do that today. We're going to look into really some of the ways that God speaks to us. And really the heart of it is this. I would love for all of us to get this idea and to have it kind of anchor in our hearts that God wants to speak to you, that God wants this relationship with you, and that God is going to use times where he speaks into your life to, to cause a course change, a direction, a, a, a word of encouragement, or get you to take a step of faith, or cause something different in your life because you feel like God is directing you in that regard. Um, several, I'll, I was going to say several years ago, it's like 30 years ago, when I was a 19-year-old in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, I'm a Canadian, um, so I, there I was a couple years out of high school, uh, taking some classes at the University of Calgary. I really was feeling like the beginning of God's call into ministry. And I was like trying to figure out what to do with my life. And my parents were pastors in Calgary and I was just a typical 19 year old kid, just enjoying the fruits of Canada. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> um, and my parents were at a, a pastor's conference um, in California and I was, I was picking them up from the airport. Inside information on the church world, if you want to do a conference um, in California, do it in February, and people from the north will flock to your conference just to get out of the winter. doesn't matter what you're talking about. So my parents were at a conference, and I was picking them up from the airport, and on the ride home, um, they had said that they heard about this Bible college in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, North Central Bible College. It's now called North Central University. 
And they had said, we heard about this place in Minnesota, North, North Central Bible College. Apparently, they have a great music program for training up people who want to be pastors and worship leaders. And they were just saying it because they had heard someone talk about it. And in that moment, it was one of what I would refer to four, maybe five moments where I clearly felt like God was speaking to me. It's like I sensed with everything in me, it wasn't an audible voice, didn't fill the car with, you should go to North Central, but I knew that God was speaking to me in that moment. Everything in me, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to go. But God was saying, this is where you're supposed to go. I didn't have any plans to move to the United States of America. I didn't know anybody in Minnesota. I didn't know anything about North Central, but I knew that this is where God was directing me. So we soon registered me for college there, and I showed up there the following fall in my Volkswagen Rabbit and everything I owned and, and got, into the, got, uh, got into the dorms at North Central and started studying music and ministry and just obeying what God was calling me to do. And well, I soon got into the choir and met Christy Lane in the choir, and she fell for my soothing bass tones in the choir. <laughs> it took some convincing for her to go out with me, or we... She, we went out a couple of times. It took some convincing for her to stay going out with me. She wanted to get rid of me a couple of times. but So we got married. Uh, we took a job in ministry in Egan at a church. And since then, we've been doing ministry. Minnesota's been my home. All that to say, I look back on that day 30 years ago and think, wow, what a direction change that was. That simple moment where God spoke in that car on the way back from the airport drastically changed my life, Right? Dottie, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. <laughs> That's my daughter right there. So, um, The ministry, home in Minnesota. I mean, I didn't know anything about Minnesota. I knew it, was, it bordered Canada, and I thought, well, it can't be that bad if it touches Canada, right? So it, I didn't know anybody, I, but yet ministry, church life, family, marriage, all of this, I look at, man, God's voice, just a single moment where God is speaking to you and your obedience can just lead to a, a thing that you're like, wow, what would have happened had I not listened? There was those moments in, in my life, a handful of them, where I really felt God closely speaking to me. Christie's experienced that. Several people in the room have experienced that. And I want you to be one of the people that just, your relationship with God involves times where you just sense that God is speaking to you. It might not be to move to another country, but it might be. It might be to give a word of encouragement to somebody or just some very practical, strategic direction where you're, you're at a loss and you're needing some guidance as to what to do with your life. God can speak wisdom and encouragement and peace and comfort in any season. So this is what we're talking about today is this relationship with God. A big part of it is recognizing when God might be speaking to you. So we're going to look at a couple of, a few practical things later on in the message, but we have to start out with this. The biggest way that God speaks to all of us, the most important thing we can do in our life to have that relationship where we sense God is speaking to us is the word of God, yeah. is the Bible. This is the word of God. This is what we anchor our life in. If you want to have a life of faith where you sense what God is speaking to you, this is it. You have to have consistent time in the word of God where you are not just gaining Bible knowledge, which is important, but you're spending time learning what the Bible says about God. You're learning who God is. You're learning about the character and the heart of God. You're learning about Jesus and what he taught. So as you follow him, you're like, yes, I know about these things because I'm spending time in the word of God. And in addition to just Bible knowledge, there's also times where God will speak to you as you're reading the scripture. So you'll be reading something and a story about something, and you'll sense, like I sensed in that moment in the car on the way back from the airport, God might be saying something to me. Like everything in me feels like God is 
something's jumping out on the page or there's like a thought that entered my mind or an encouragement that I feel like God is giving me as you spend time in the word. There's a couple of scriptures I want to start with. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for creation, and for training in righteousness. If you want to have a life based on following God and growing in your faith and being trained and corrected and encouraged and steered towards righteousness, it is in the word of God. All scripture, we believe, is not just words that were written down by people, but that God breathed inspiration into the people who were writing the Bible, that these are the words of God. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says this, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and of discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. This is the word of God. It is not stale words on a page, but living and active. In other words, what those, those verses say is, the Bible is really good at just getting in your business, right? The Bible's really good at kind of piercing your heart, finding areas in your life that need correction, need challenging, encouraging you to grow, um, bringing conviction of areas of in your life that are compromised and not in line with God's righteousness. This is what the word of God can do. If we want to hear what, the, what God is speaking to you, young and old, it is vital that you foster that consistent relationship where you are in the word of God and the word of God is speaking to you. Amen? Because it's not just gaining Bible knowledge. It's learning what God is like. It is learning what God is like. In the Gospel of John, Jesus referred to himself as the good shepherd, and he says, my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. It is, it is Jesus saying it's important that you recognize the voice of God so that in the midst of all the noise around us, all the other voices, all the other voices uh, with their wisdom, with their human wisdom that we face in our culture, that we can recognize when it is God speaking to us. We can recognize the voice of God, and we know it's him because we know what he's like because we've spent time in his word. Does that make sense? So, for example, if someone were to come to me and say, I have a word from Christy for you. They were going to give me a word from Christy, my wife. I'd say, okay. And they said, thus saith Christy. She wants you to keep leaving the used coffee grounds in the sink. And that's okay. I would say, that doesn't sound like Christy, right? I know Christy, and that goes against things that she has said to me in the past, right? If Christy, if she said, if the person said, thus saith Christy, you don't need to get me anything for my birthday. I would know for sure that that's not Christy, right? That doesn't sound like Christy. I know Christy. I've spent time. I recognize the character of Christy. There's been times where Christy herself has said to me, you don't need to get me anything for my birthday. And that was also inaccurate, right? Because I fell for it. Like a, a, a dumb husband, like just believing, no, you need to know the heart of Christy. So does that make sense? When we know someone, we recognize when something sounds like them. We spend time in the word so we know who God is so that when somebody speaks on behalf of God or you feel like God might be saying something to you, you have something to hold it accountable to and say, well, that doesn't sound like God. Because it is not in the scripture. God will never speak to you something that goes against what's in his word. If you hear someone say, the God is speaking to me this, and it goes against what's in the scripture, you know that's not of God. Because God is not going to contradict his word. That is why it is vital that we have time in the word knowing who God is, knowing what it says, so that that can be a filter knowing when God is speaking to us. And God will also speak to you through his word. So we're going to look at a few different ways that God can speak to you, some practical ways. 
And here's one big disclaimer. All of these can be misused and misinterpreted. All of these can be abused by people. There has been great evil in the world in the history of humanity done from people who have said, I've heard from God and now we're going to do this. Great mistreatment of entire nations or groups of people based on what God supposedly told them to do, right? Maybe you've had someone come to you and say, well, God said this and it was judgment and anger and harsh and you're like, wow, is that really from God? This all can be misinterpreted. There are times we are flawed humans. We are just vessels trying to be used by God. And there's going to be times where God might speak to us and we might misinterpret it or we might not get it right or we might want to respond to somebody and we might, it might be flawed and human-like. And that's, that's natural. That's what happens with this, with humans doing this. However, it is important for us to know who God is so that we can, with good wisdom and knowledge and insight, listen and recognize when it is the voice of God that might be speaking. Amen. And I want to start with this. A lot of times people, when they're new to faith or when they're following Jesus, they kind of just stand there and they wait. They're like, okay, God, well, tell me what to do now. What do I do now? What do I do? God isn't speaking to me. Should I go to work today? Should I go over here? Should I start the car? What outfit should I wear? What should I cook for dinner? And you kind of get stuck in that moment of just like expecting God to kind of decide everything for you, right? So I want to encourage you with this. Where we start is, again, in the word of God with what I'm referring to as the general will of God, the things that God is speaking to all of us collectively as followers of Jesus, right? There are things that God is calling and speaking to all of us through his word. A great passage of scripture that illustrates this is 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 14 through 22. It says this. Now, I want you to read these and think of this is the general will of God for your life. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Man, we could use a lot of that. And then it says this, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every kind of evil. It's like there's kind of this starting point for all of us. And it says right there, this is the will of God for Christ Jesus in you. If you're wondering what God is speaking to you today, let's start with this. Let's start with this. This is the message of God for your life. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Don't repay evil for evil. Seek to encourage those who are down. These are the things collectively that God is speaking to us. So we grow in our Christ-likeness. We grow in our knowledge of the word of God. We see the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit come alive in us. These are the things generally that God is calling all of us to do. But yet, in the midst of that general thing, so I, I want to encourage you, keep moving forward in your faith. If you're not getting a specific kind of direction or God's not speaking something specifically for you, keep moving forward in the general things. If you've figured out all of those things that we just read and you've mastered all of those, then come talk to me. But I guess there's not been anybody in the room that's figured out how to do all of those things we just mentioned in First Thessalonians. Keep moving forward. God is going to be able to steer you more effectively when you're moving forward in a relationship with him, when you're pursuing his word and times of prayer. Amen? Does that make sense? But in the midst of that, there are times when God speaks specifically to you. A time like when I was in the car on the way home from the airport where I felt like God was talking to me, directing my life. And how does he do that? How do we recognize that? How do we know if it's God talking to us? Well, I want to list some things, some specific things that God might be using to speak direction and speak encouragement and guidance into your life. The first one is this. 
God speaks through our desires. God speaks through our desires. Ever wonder why you're wired the way that you are? Why you like the things that you do? Why you're passionate about the things that you're passionate about? And why you're gifted in the ways that you are, are gifted in? We've, we've read scriptures before that talk about how God formed you and knit you together and created you with a purpose and with a plan in mind. And he created us all uniquely with different strengths and abilities and desires. And perhaps he did that for a purpose. Perhaps the things that you are passionate about or gifted in, or desires that you have are, are knit in you by God because he wants to speak to you through them so that you will follow his plan for your life, right? The things that you are passionate about. Maybe this is what God has put in you in order to have you follow his plan for your life. For example, I've always loved music. I just was born with a great love for music. Now everyone kind of likes music, and but I, I kind of geek out about it. All the little hidden things and the, the the science, the math, the numbers behind it and how it all fits together and I'll hear little things in music that I just totally nerd out over, right? I love it. I've just always had that. Well, perhaps God knit that in me because there was a, a future in music and ministry for me. Like that was something that God was using in me to steer the course of my life. I've always enjoyed being outdoors. I feel closer to the presence of God when I'm outside in nature. That's something that I've always felt. And maybe God did that because that's a way that he wanted to connect with me and speak to me. So the areas of your life that you are passionate about or things that you are interested in or the way that you are knit and together and wired, perhaps God has a purpose there and he's trying to speak to you through those things that he's wanting, that God maybe has put those in you that he wants to speak to you about them or to serve in an area. Like maybe he, he's calling you to serve in the area of church or a career choice or to work in a field that you're like, well, this is just something I'm passionate about. There's a reason you were created with those desires and passions. When we talk about serving in the church, finding a place for you to serve in the church, we want it to be something you enjoy doing. It does nobody any good if we put you in a place of serving that you just hate. You're like, I hate small kids. Let's put you in the preschool. We're not going to do that, right? We want to fit with something that you are passionate about. Maybe something that you are gifted in. If you have a gift of teaching, we want to find ways for you to teach other people. There's been times when people have come to me and they've said, I feel called that I'm supposed to be on the worship team. And I hear them sing and I think, no, that's not your calling. I can't be right. That can't be the Lord. Why don't you sing out there? We won't give you a microphone. There are reasons why we are gifted in the ways that we are gifted. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here's a disclaimer on that. When we look at God might be speaking to you through your desires or what you're passionate about, we have to guard against this idea that God only speaks to what you want to hear. Does that make sense? Like we can't base God's voice only on what we want, only what makes us happy. We love to bow to the idol of happiness in our culture, don't we? And if you feel like God is directing you or speaking to you, but he only ever affirms what you want to hear, he only ever affirms what makes you happy, I want to warn you that might, be not, that might not be God. You might be the God in that situation, right? If, it's only, if God only ever speaks what you want to hear, it might be you that you are following, right? If your God never tells you something you don't want to hear, you got to be careful, right? That might be yourself that you were following. So that's passion, that's uh, desires. That's one way that God can speak to you, how you were wired, how you're knit together. The second one is this. God might speak to you through open doors. 
There's times in life where just opportunities present themselves or closed doors where certain career advancement, all of a sudden you're praying for a promotion and all of a sudden that door closes and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. It could be that God is using that or speaking to you through that to kind of direct the course of your life. God will use open doors and closed doors to, to, to encourage you, to direct you. Um, it may be a com- your company wants you to move to a different city. God could be in that where you recognize, God, is this something that you have something for our family, a new start over here? Or a God moves through these situations where a door that's open or a door that's closed could be God speaking to you. So accept those moments where something, a door closes and it doesn't make any sense and you're like, what is going on? That could be God working. Or an opportunity that presents itself, take a moment and recognize this could be God opening a door that he wants you to go through. The mercy of our God that guides us in very strategic ways and is capable of kind of ordering our steps to follow him and the plan that he has for our life. So pray for open doors to direct you. Accept times when a door closes, recognizing this might be God. Accept delays. When we were trying to buy this building, there were several years where it felt like it was a closed door, closed door. We talked to the owner. He wasn't interested in selling. We talked to the owner, and he was the the stipulations that he wanted were just unreasonable. It just felt like a closed door. And then we talked to a bank about lending and That was a closed door as well. Um, And so for a number of years, it just felt like it was a closed door. Now, it was difficult for us thinking, okay, God, are you closing this door because you want us to go a different direction? Or are you closing this door because you want us just to wait and trust you? Those are difficult times. We can relate to those times, right? Like, God, which way are you? I think I'm hearing you, but I'm not sure which way you want us to go. Those are moments where you just spend time in prayer and say, God, just speak to me. I want to be able to recognize your voice. Turned out it was a delay where a few years later, the door opened and we were able to buy the building and a bank was willing to lend us the money that we couldn't raise. And the church was uh, established size and budget wise where we were able to raise a lot of money to cover most of the construction costs. And so we recognized, okay, that closed door that just felt like an inconvenience was really God directing us and speaking to us and guiding us saying, just trust me and wait, wait for God's timing. So these are all situations that can happen with Different opportunities, different closed doors, open doors. It might be God speaking to you through that. The third way he might be speaking to you is through our dreams. Dreams like dreams in your heart. Like God's put a vision or a dream in your heart for something. There's something, a a burden you have, a vision you have, a desire you have. Like a dream in your heart that you feel like this is from God. He's directing me to do this. There are some people who for whom God speaks to them through their actual dreams, like sleepy time, nighttime dreams. Like they wake up and they're like, I feel like God gave me a vision in my dream or God spoke to me in my dream. That's not me. I've never experienced that. My dreams are typically pretty weird. So I wake up in the morning and I'm like, God, was that you? Do you want me to go undercover in the CIA? Like I, doesn't, I will, but it doesn't seem like you, right? Our dreams, there can be times where that's just never spoken to me. I have a recurring dream. My recurring dream that I have often is I'm about to go on stage in a musical or a play of some sort, and I have yet to learn any of the lines. I've just never bothered to learn any of the lines. And I'm standing there, the curtain's about to go up. Again, weird, right? And I'm like, how did I get here without practicing any lines? What am I going to do? And so there's, I have that dream eerily often. It's, It's creepy. So maybe God's trying to speak to me through that prepare a little bit. Maybe that's what he's trying to speak to. Another way that God might speak to you, and this is a big one, is through other people. Through other people. You might be having a conversation with someone and they're just saying something and it could be that they say, 
You're talking to someone and they'll say, I feel like God gave me a word for you or God's speaking to me about you. Or it could be they're just having a conversation and they don't even recognize God is using them. But in a conversation, just something just resonates in your heart and you're like, that was more than just a conversation. That was something from God for my life. Like God is speaking in this moment. You sense that, right? It could be a time where someone is very strategic about speaking to you about what God has put on their heart for you. Or maybe you have a moment where God's putting something in your heart. Say, go talk to this person about this. What an honor to be used as a vessel of the Spirit of God in those moments, right? To bring encouragement to somebody that God is speaking to you, that you can bring life to somebody else. This is the way that God speaks. I've experienced that. Many in the room have experienced that. God is moving in those moments. When I was a young worship leader, maybe 16 or 17, just learning how to lead worship in the musical side of it and the pastoral side of it and leading in my youth group and sometimes in our church, the youth pastor's wife came up to me and it was encouraging me about this. Like, you you have some gifts there. You should consider doing this more. And I was kind of typical teenage kid, just like, ah, oh, dis- disregarding it. Like, oh, I don't know about that. And she kind of got in my face and she said, hey, don't disregard what God might be preparing in your heart. Like, and she used the word, when you kind of disregard it like that, you're, you're, it's like a slap in the face of what God might be trying to build in you. And I just remember those words. And I don't know if she knew that she was speaking on behalf of God, but in that moment, God was getting a hold of my heart. Like, don't disregard, young people, don't disregard what God might be forming in you now. There might be a, that he might be speaking to you about a call on your life or a future opportunity in those moments. God can speak to you through those people. In a church family like this, that's part of being a part of a family is there's times where we just encourage. And it might be way more than that. God might be using someone to speak and it grabs your heart and it might speak to you like God is talking to you in that moment. When we were, before we were even knew we were going to plant a church in Farmington, Christy and I in our neighborhood, our neighbor across the street, Kevin Burns, many of you know him. Um, he, he's like party central for our neighborhood. So it was like neighborhood block party. So we were over there on a Saturday night. And, and what we noticed was I was talking to people and person after person, I would just be having a normal conversation and one would say, well, I really feel like, I'm, like I want to get back to church. Do you know of any good churches in Farmington? So we talked about that. And then, I feel like I need to get my kids involved or God's been, I feel like God's speaking to me. And like conversation after conversation involved a church in Farmington. I was like, it, you know, I'm, I'm slower than the average bear. So it took me a while to figure out, like, maybe there's a pattern here. And I went and talked to Christy, and she's like, yeah, I had three conversations, too, with people about faith, about spiritual life, about church. We're like, huh, maybe God is speaking to us about this next season of ministry. We were in a situation where we were looking for what this next season of ministry was going to be. And turns out God was speaking to us through our neighbors. Don't tell our neighbors that. They might get freaked out by that. But God was speaking to us through our neighbors. Sometimes it's strangers or acquaintances, and often it's people close to you. And here's what, this can be, this can be dicey at times, right? Because some people will speak on behalf of God, and you have to think, okay, does it line up with God? Does it, some people will speak on behalf of God, and they're really just trying to control. Like, this, this has happened. So it's important for us to be able to recognize when it does sound like God. And don't just disregard it because it's a challenging word or something you don't want to hear. Well, that can't be God because I don't want to hear it. But there are times where you have to wrestle with it. Like, God, is this, is this you? And it's okay for you to kind of wrestle through that and to, and to say, okay, I'm not sure if that's for me, but I'm going to pray about it. If someone says something to you on behalf of God, and let me just say this, for anybody who's going to step forward in confidence and say, this is what God says, and we're going to speak on behalf of God, we better at least start with some humility 
and some love for the other person. This can't be something that we flippantly do, like, well, I know how I'm going to get my way. I'm going to throw God into the picture, right? This can't be a control thing. When we feel like God is using us in this, whether we're speaking it or receiving it, we humbly say, God, I'm, I'm serving you. This is my relationship with you. I want to be used by you. Does that make sense? There has to be an awe and a humility there anytime somebody speaks on behalf of God. But there are times where you will hear something from somebody and it's God speaking through them. Be open to that. Have people in your life that you trust enough to speak God things into your life. Have people in your life that you trust enough to go to and say, here's what I think that God might be speaking to me. What do you think about that? Would you pray with me? This is what it means to have other people involved in our relationship with God. This is not an isolated, just you and God thing. This is part of being a family where we help each other do this. Right? Hear from God. The final thing I want to point out, the last way that God, I think, speaks to us, well, not the last one, but the last one I'm going to mention today, is promptings. It's the only word I could think of it. Promptings. That moment in the car on the way back from the airport with my parents where I just sensed, God is speaking to me. God is directing my life. And how did I know that was God in that moment? Right? Times when you sense that God is speaking to you, and in that moment, it was like a big move, a big change in my life. How did I know that was God? There might be times where you sense the, the, the Holy Spirit speaking to you just in an, an encounter or an encouragement. And so what is it? So here's the big question with all of these things, promptings, with open doors, with other people. How do we know it's God? How do I know if it's God? Or is it just last night's pizza? How do we know if this is God or just something I ate? How do I know if it's God or if it's just emotion or um, hype or whatever it is? Just something that we can kind of misinterpret. Anyone ever been there where you're like, is this you, God? God, you're speaking to me. Is this you or is this something else? So I want to talk about a few filters that I go through. Because all of these things, you know, can be misinterpreted. If it's just desires, if it's just doors open... If it's just dreams that we have, if it's something that our friends told me, I mean, you know, if I desire a new fishing boat, does that mean it's from God? Well, I have the desire there. And I went to the fishing boat store and I said, well, God, if this is your will, help this door to open. And the door opened. <laughs> and I'm like, well, clearly God's there. And I asked my friend, and do I need a new boat? And my friend said, yeah, because he wants to go out on the boat with me. <laughs> and I dream about fishing boats. And so all he's saying, is that God? So I want to wrap up today with a couple of filters that I personally run everything through when I feel like God might be speaking to me. And the first one is, goes back to the foundation of this message and this whole relationship is the word of God. Every time I'm like, does this line up with your word? God's not going to speak to you something that doesn't line up with your word. God is not going to say, well, you're happy doing this, so why don't you just do that? And it's blatant disregard for the righteous call of God on your life. God's not going to do that. God is consistent. He is faithful to his word. Everything he speaks to you is going to line up with his character and the word of God. So does it sound like God? Is it something that is in alignment with the word of God? That's the first and most important filter that we run everything through. The other one is what I call the goosebump filter. Goosebump filter. Like in that car ride home from the airport, my, my body felt it. Like it was kind of like that, oh, like like a train coming down the tracks. <laughs> and, the, and the room started to shake. It would be great if it was consistent every time I could, I could plan on it. 
Um, now that I've totally lost the train of thought here. There was times where I felt it in the car. I just, whether it was literal goosebumps or not, it just was a moment where I'm like, this is different. Everything in me physically felt different, like, like I was being spoken to by the creator, the one who created me. It's the goosebump filter. Another one is the peace filter. It's peace. Every time God has spoken to me a big thing, I've, been, I've felt peace. The Bible says that he is the prince of peace. He's the author of peace. So when he speaks to us and we're receptive, I believe that there's a peace that comes there. Even when he was calling me to move to a different country to go to school or times where Christy and I have been taking big steps of faith that were going to be difficult, when we felt God talking, there was a very supernatural peace. Like, it's going to be okay. Right? That God is with us in this. And it might look difficult, but... I have this peace knowing that this is of God and he's going to walk through this with us and he's going to guide and provide for us every step of the way. So every time I felt God speaking to me in a big way, I've felt that peace. There's been times where I've been anxious and frantic, like worried about something like, God, do you want me to do this? And, and I felt a very, a di- very different energy of just anxiety and panic. And I've leaned on this where I say, God, I don't believe that you are in this right now. I need to sense your peace because when God speaks, I think there's just a peace that comes over us. Another one is the wise counsel filter. Wise friends, wisdom of other people. The counsel of trusted people in your life. This is why it's important for you to have people who not just validate your feelings and tell you what you want to hear, who are hearing from God, who will stand with you in prayer, who will be able to walk alongside of you and say, I don't, that resonates with me, or I feel like God is calling this. I agree with you on this. There was a time in our ministry early on where there was a spiritual leader in our lives many, many years ago that was saying things to me that were hard for me to understand and to listen to. And it was difficult and I was wrestling with it. And I'm like, God, is that you? Is this right? This this situation that has been brought up, is this of you? And we had a friend who was a a good friend of ours, someone that we still to this day trust with all of these things. And we called him up and said, could you pray with us through this? And can I kind of talk this through with you and explain the whole situation? And he walked alongside of us and helped us navigate through this difficult time. When we were hearing something that we were unsure, God, is this from you? Because I want to be open. If this is an area of challenge in my life, I want to be open, but I want to make sure it's you. And this person walked alongside of us and helped us navigate through that very difficult season. It is important for all of you, young and old, to have godly people that you can walk alongside with, that you can bounce things off of, that you can share things, that are going to hear from God on your behalf. This is why it's important for all of us to do this for each other in this church. That's the wise counsel filter. So all of these things, these are things that I recognize when, because it's hard at times where I'll feel like God is saying something. I'm like, is that you? Times when God has spoken to me to go talk to a total stranger. In those moments, I'm like, God, is that you? I don't want to get this wrong because I'll look weird. But here's the deal. At the end of the day, if we're just open vessels saying, God, use me, even if we, in good faith, we're just trying to follow him, I mean, if we get it wrong sometimes, that's fine. I would much rather all of us be willing to step out in faith and say, God, I want to be used by you. I feel like you're calling me to do this. I feel like you're calling me to, to say this to this person or speaking this into my life. The thing with Elijah we talked about last week was every time he heard from God, he was quick to respond. He was quick to obey. So I want to encourage all of you in this church, if there's a time where God is speaking to you, 
just run it through the filters and anchor it in the Word of God and pray, but don't get paralyzed with these, well, I can't do it because I'm afraid I might get it wrong. Just be willing to step out in faith and do what God is calling you to do. Amen? So let's close in prayer as we wrap up this, this time today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this church and I thank you for this word today that you are wanting to speak to each of our hearts. So right now, Lord, this idea of a relationship with you, and maybe there's people that have never even thought of it as a relationship. It's always just been religion and, and rules and behavior. And, and I pray that you would speak new life about a relationship with you. And I pray that it would be something that is so alive in us that we would sense you speaking to us as we read your word, that we would sense your voice, that we would know your voice, that we would sense you guiding us and leading us. And so I pray even this week, Lord, may we have ears open and hearts open to hear your voice, whatever it looks like and sounds like for us. We are open. We are your vessels. We want to be used by you in this amazing supernatural way where the God of the universe wants to speak to us. And this is not just something for leaders or pastors or super Christians. This is for all of us. And so I pray all of us would be open to you using us this week to give a word of life and encouragement to somebody, to, to speak a, a, a word of challenge or to walk alongside someone where, where we sense like you're giving us direction and guidance for not only our lives, but for their lives as well. So Lord, we are open to that. We ask that you would use us in this amazing way. And all of it is just anchored in a desire to know you and to walk closer to you, to, to pursue your call in our life to be more like Jesus Christ. So do that work in each of us, we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you, Homestead Church, for being here. If you would like someone to pray with you, we're going to have prayer team members up front. Otherwise, God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.